The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with each of you. I'm going to read a portion of the gospel lesson we heard a few moments ago. This is from Luke chapter 7. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and touched the coffin, and those carrying it stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Perhaps you've heard the phrase, a C and E Christian. It's a label given to those who worship the Lord on Christmas and Easter only. C and E Christians. They were very happy that they worshiped the Lord on those days to hear the gospel the good news of the Savior's birth and his resurrection victory over death, but we pray that they would come more often. Then they would be able to, for example, hear today what our text tells us, this amazing, wonderful thing that Jesus did. Jesus felt for a grieving widow, and he gave her back her son who had died. In this lesson we look at today is a truth that in every cross of life, Christ comes and he brings his comfort to us. And that is a lesson that the Lord wants every believing follower of his to know and to learn. The Lord is happy that you are here today. The Lord is happy that we can say, we're not C and D Christians, we're we're more. By the grace of God, on the basis of the word we now look at, we can say that we are C and C Christians. Cross and comfort characterize our lives. Let's see that. Cross came to a woman in Nain. She was a widow. Her husband had died, and now her only son has just died. And the body of her son is being carried by villagers on a bier or coffin, casket, out to the gravesite. And the woman is a part of that procession. And this is a heavy burden for her. You do not know her name. But many of you know her. Many of you can relate to her. And that is because you have faced a similar loss of a spouse, a child, a parent, a dear friend. That's a heavy cross to bear. Some of you can't count how many times you have been part of a funeral procession, walking with family and friends behind a casket that is being carried from the hearse over there to the burial plot. 
Ever since sin entered into God's world, there has been so much suffering and hurt. Physical hurts, emotional and mental troubles and pain you must bear with, and loss of a loved one. Our Lord Jesus said it right. In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus also said to his disciples, take up your cross and follow me. And by cross, he meant those additional burdens for being a believer in me, for trusting in me as the Son of God and your Savior. Grandma Edna and her husband Mel have been crying because they are not allowed to visit their grandchild. You see, their son and his wife have nothing to do with the Christian faith, and they are so against what Edna and Mel believe and how they speak of baptism for this child they've cut off visitation. That's a cross, isn't it? Those are the kind of crosses that you are bearing in this world today that has drifted so far from the Lord and the truths of what it means to be a human being in his world, his saved world. Cross characterizes our lives. And then there is the cross that comes with an awareness of our sins. For you and me, our sins are not a light matter, are they? Our loveless words, our arrogant attitude, our overlooking of God, and all of this to us is evidence of my flesh, just how rotten to the core it is, and that I am a person who well deserves to face God's holy anger. And so for you and me, we, we also feel pain when we look in the mirror. I'm a sinner. We cry out to God. We join the Apostle Paul in saying, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? This was Paul's answer to that question. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. You and I are C and C Christians, cross and comfort. That's what characterizes our lives. Comfort my people, says your God. Tell her that her iniquity is pardoned and that she has received double from the Lord, double grace, double mercy. That's your comfort, that you have received from the hand of the Lord, your maker, his son, Jesus Christ, who walked this earth, who walked to the cross of Calvary, and there in his suffering and death, he has delivered you from all your sins. That's comfort. And there is more comfort that comes to you from that Jesus. And we see that as we go back to that village of Nain. Jesus entered the city, and there was that funeral procession. 
And Jesus zeroed in on the widow and the mom. We are told that when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and said, don't cry. Jesus is the Son of God who became fully human. He fully understood what this woman was going through. And his heart went out to her. You know, there are a lot of people today who think of God as a vapor. Distant, unfeeling, of no help to the harsh realities of our human lives. And then on the other end of the spectrum are those who look at God and say, well, God only reaches out and helps those who are successful and strong and healthy and happy. No, no, not at all. This is God. He walks up to a woman who is grieving, who is very sad, and his heart went out to her. This is your God. This is your God. And you know, in those moments when you collapse, when you are weak, when you are sad, when you're a mess, it is especially at those times that your God, your Jesus, comes to you. And his heart goes out to you. Jesus told the woman not to cry. Not because there's anything wrong with crying. I mean, Jesus himself wept at the funeral of his friend Lazarus, but he told her not to cry because he was about to do something that would end her tears. We are told that Jesus stepped up to the stretcher, and I hope you don't mind if I say casket or coffin. We can kind of relate to that a little better. He stretched up to it on which the dead man was carried. He touched the coffin, and those carrying it stood still. We're supposed to show respect to the dead. Most people understand that. At a funeral, people will respectfully step aside, guard their behavior. In many communities, a a funeral procession, the, the traffic will pull over. Jesus respected the dead on this day. He respected those who were mourning for the dead. But we need to be absolutely clear on something. Jesus did not respect death. He did not look at death as a power that he must bow before and tip his hat to. He came into this world to destroy the power of death and to destroy the power of sin that brought death to us all. And so as we watch Jesus touch that casket of that dead young man, He does that as the merciful Lord. This young man is one of God's works, he thinks, 
I'm not going to let death hold him or any person of this world captive to its power. Our Lord Jesus, in his lifetime, would do much more than touch a coffin. He himself would die. He would lay his body down into death on the cross. And then he would rise from the dead as its conqueror. A Bible verse says that Christ Jesus has abolished death and he's brought life and immortality to light. Jesus spoke to the corpse. Young man, I say to you, get up. And at those words, the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus, we are told, gave him back to his mother. Throughout this event, Jesus has been focused on the mother, making sure that on this day, she will be comforted. And she was comforted by the Lord. And so are you and and me. We are C and C Christians. Cross and comfort characterize our lives. Whenever a a cross comes to us, Jesus promises, I'll come to you and I will bless you with my love, with my comfort. The Lord Jesus has already touched the coffin of every one of his believing followers who have died in faith. Everyone that you have known in your life who died in the Lord, Jesus has already touched their coffin with the hand of the resurrection. We already know what Jesus will say on that last day When he appears and raises all the dead, he will say to those who place their trust in him, get up, and we will, we will get up. We will get up, and we will look around us, and we will open our ears and listen. We have awakened in paradise, and we'll notice nobody's crying. The Lord has wiped away the tears of all. This is our comfort. And the comfort that Jesus gives to us, again, is that in every cross, every difficulty that comes to us, he will be near. With his lordship, with his love, with his life, Jesus promises, they who sow in tears of sorrow will reap in songs of joy. A hymn verse says, The fears that now annoy shall be laughter on the morrow. The word of our Lord does for us what it did for that young man. It gives us life. The word of the Lord that you are hearing now gives you life. It leads you to get up and speak and say, thank you, Jesus, for all that you are and all that you have done for me. At the word of the Lord, we get up and we live. 
And we go to our mother, and she carries in her heart so much love for you. We go to our mother or our father, and we serve. We live for our families. We live for our neighbors. We mourn with those of our village. We mourn with them, those who mourn. That's one of the ways we get up and live by Jesus' word. But we do something else. We invite our neighbors to join a processional that is not one of death, but one of life. We invite our neighbors to walk with us on the procession of life everlasting through faith in Jesus Christ. We are not C&D Christians. With all humble gratitude to God, we say that. We're here today, and it is our joy on this Sunday of the year to hear of what our Lord does for us, how richly he blesses us. We are C&C Christians. Cross and comfort characterize our lives. Amen. Please rise.